Can you hear me? Oh yeah. Um, are you going to who's who's taking the blame? Uh, let me let me start off. Okay, you take the yeah. blame. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I could do I could do one of those kind of um I've got like an illness that's eating out the inside of my anus type stories if you want. Hmm. That we we could lead on to that. Yeah. I think Go we on, could you, get you, more. You, I think we could get more cerebral to be honest. Okay. More cerebral. Okay. Yeah. Okay, go on. Then. Oh, do you just want me to start? I, I think we've started already. Huh. Um. Yeah. So, what you want me to do? Is give an apology to the three listeners that we regularly had mm, mm-hmm. for not. I think we got down to two actually, and, and and that's not even us two. No, for for not posting for a long time. But I want to take you back, Stuart. I want to take you back to. The I'm peninsula. sure you do, but I've left, and that's it. No, I want to take you back to the Peninsula War, <laughs> and at the height of Napoleonic anger against. His Majesty's forces. Mm. A soldier was raised from amongst the ranks to become a gentleman, and he took mm. a French eagle at Talavera. His name was Richard Sharp. <laughs> what I want you to do is, I want you to think about the experience he had. Yeah. Rising from the ranks, becoming a mm. gentleman, mm. at the beck and call. Then suddenly of mm. his superiors who felt like they were better than him operating in a world that he couldn't quite believe he was in and now I want you to think about us two yeah, yeah, yeah. we in those heady years under Bielsa when we started this podcast we were mm. at Talavera Stu yeah, 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 we yeah, took yeah. the eagle we ripped mm. it from Napoleon's cold dead hands mm. we, were, we were decorated by Wellington we had literally tens of listeners and one mm. paying subscriber. <laughs> and I we just didn't know what it. to do with it because suddenly yeah, yeah. we were in a different realm. We were surrounded by people who felt like they had a piece of us. And that wasn't good enough for us, Stu. So what did no. we do? We treated them with the absolute disdain that we treated them yeah. with every single time we opened our gobs and we decided to just walk away. We left the mm. eagle on the battlefield. We so treated you know them with the disdain very much uh, that I treat with the illness that's eating out on the inside of my anus. Um, that is also probably <laughs> one of the more major reasons that we. No, the the real reason recorded. is the real reason is. Well, what's the real reason? I want to take you back <laughs> to the Boer War. <laughs> oh yeah, I was there. You were there. So was I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want you to think about that was. I want you to think about Florence Nightingale. Oh yeah, cool. a regular I, nurse. Uh, uh, I bet she didn't moan about her wages. Uh, yeah, you're, you're really in your wheelhouse. Uh, she was uniformed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, the poster girl of all the propagandists 
everyone mm. that wanted to mm. see that actually this war was not only just, but it was going to be won as well, because we had righteousness on our side in this singleness, plucked out of obscurity. And I want you to think about you and me. I want you to get beyond the wasting mm. disease that you have in your lower regions. And remember mm. that you and I were plucked from obscurity when Bielsa arrived and we started this podcast. And literally fives of listeners were listening to us. They were, they were half entire of a pairs. Person, yeah, half they're in, of a they're person entire pairs of listeners us. getting in touch. Absolutely. I mean, like, well, we're not yeah. getting in touch. Like, just sort of just seeing a Oh, no, I've got the odd offensive email. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. why do you bother? Um, it's not funny. Yeah. It's not interesting. It's not. You don't elucidate at all on anything to do with football. You, you have naive ideas about tactics. You're a Leeds um, United you, podcast that doesn't talk about football. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to yeah. be honest, you know, we've done five minutes and seven seconds of nothing. nothing we were Florence about. Nightingale, and yeah. suddenly yeah. people, people, listen. People wanted to put us at the side of Ellen Road. This is the future of Leeds United podcasting. People were saying. Nobody wants the cube ball to listen to. Nobody wants the whatever they have, uh, LS12 or whatever it is. No, we, we, we want these guys. But we were Florence Nightingale and we, we, we can't deal with this. No, and so we no. decided to enter into obscurity once more. So great was our humility. Like Icarus, who flew too close with his waxy wings. We, I remember we, him. Yeah. We, we tumbled Icky. back down to earth. And I think realistically what happened was you had a new career and I had a baby and then we had to have some months where we actually controlled our lives properly. Yeah, that's Was that more yeah. like it than all that bollocks you just spouted? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Should we talk about Leeds? Yeah, that was it. Let's, you know, before, before, before we go into Leeds, I've got a confession that I need to make just to you. And the thing is, I should have said it to you before we recorded something to give to strangers. Mm. I think we need to have a little bit of a nod to uh, our good friend Jim. Oh, Jim the um, Oss. No fan. Yes. Yeah. Now, Jim, Jim I, I, this isn't easy for me to say, um, but Jim and I spent some time in a spa two weeks ago. You <laughs> disgust me. <laughs> well, now we know where that wasting disease. We know where that wasting disease came from. <laughs> he saw it front centre. Unlicensed. An unlicensed spa with Jim. <laughs> What happened was, there's a lot of contextual information, but the fact is I spent a lot of time with him cooking ourselves, mm. um, uh, bathing ourselves, mm. discussing yeah. Yeah, discussing wider issues, nothing to do with football. Mm. Um, but I felt that I needed just to come clean with you right now. We're going to cut this bit, don't worry. We're, um, I'm, I needed to come clean with you in, in a very similar fashion to how I came clean with him on that day. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, yeah. That this is metaphorical. That was literal. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm. 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 Um, he, he's he's got issues other than the obvious, um, and he needed to discuss things at length. Mm. So um, I, I I was there for him. That's, you did that... come up. You came up. Mm. Mm. In, you, 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 we saw you everywhere in like symbols in a way. Um, yeah. You know the, well, that's the, the, the kind of I'm... spouting water that was yeah. flowing. Um, yeah. You know the, the 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 quiet kind of a contemplative repressed hush of the spa, and an old bloke with an erection. Um, yep. So you yeah, came yeah, up yeah. in like imagery around the place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some of it was easier to read than others. <laughs> um, but no, I I felt like I had to tell you that um, we 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 went in completely straight. Mm. Well, you know you know me, so 
you know that's a bit touch and go at the best of times. We yeah, came out yeah. practically hand in hand, um, both just glowing with energy. And then it took about I don't know ninety minutes, and then I felt as awful as I usually do. So it, I'm delighted. That was the, you, mate. I'm delighted yeah. because you. We'll all do it together. You were always going on about come to a spa with me, Simon. No, we'll talk no, about no. leads in a spa. We'll talk about deeper <laughs> things in life in a spa. We'll talk about philosophy yeah. in a spa. And I was like, I don't want to get naked with you in a steam room. Well, your lack of knowledge of spas has just shown itself because you don't have to be naked. That's optional. Oh. And, you know, we weren't naked. He saw bits of me that you've seen already. That's what I'm going to say. I'll keep it clean. Mate. I've seen everything. Well, thanks for that. I appreciate it. But I'm, I'm delighted for you. He listen. He's about to enter fatherhood, oh, and yeah. um, yeah, yeah. All and the best so he needed. We gen- genuinely wish you all the best. <laughs> when someone preambles something with genuinely, it just means that everything they say before that is disingenuous. Yeah, like I, 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 I genuinely think that Jesse Marsh is a. Um, tactical genius. I, I, I genuinely think that this, this this transfer window has been a raging success. Like I, I listen, genuinely listen me think that his tactics are revolutionary. Listen to me. Listen to me. No, you don't. Listen to me. <laughs> listen to me. I'm listening. I have been watching Leeds United with trepidation, and for no reason, not because it's going to win, lose, or draw, or because players are going to get injured, or whatever. Is I know your raging xenophobia. Yeah, and outright racism can't help but kind of like simmer to the to, to the very surface. I remember when I came back from America and I was regaling with you with stories of, you know, it was John Wayne stuff. It was Wild West. It was traveling. It was experience. It was meeting strangers. And you basically sat there, screwing your face up, saying, mm-hmm. "Yeah, but did they sell corned beef?" Um, and I and and I, I, I never was got like, an answer well, to that. Never got no, I looked. It. Yeah, I looked into the abyss of the the, the Grand Canyon. I looked a mile down and dangled over, much to mm. the, uh, much to the chagrin of my wife, and um, I, I saw my soul rise almost mm. into in the dust of the Indian natives that, that that have long since gone. And I really sat there and I thought, well, you know, what is life? And you said, yes, but do this our mother's pride? And I thought, well, you never you know, gave me an answer to it. I stared out across. I stared. I stared out across a plain in New Mexico, and on the left-hand side of me, I could see a distant storm gathering, and then almost like the murmur of a tornado as it swirled and span around the desert brush. And then, as the road in front of me stretched out, I saw the sun rising and it cooked the car that I sat in, and mm. the forty-degree heat made the very nerves on the end of my fingertips kind of like buzz and tingle in anticipation of what might be over the horizon, the distant horizon. Mm. Um, and you said, "You know, yeah, but can you buy PG tips?" And so uh, the whole American and, thing, and and at what price? Because they'll be imported. They don't have to drink tea over there. Interestingly, in LA, you could buy off the back of a van a Yorkshire cup of tea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that I got much muster with you, even though it's the absolute antidote to the poison that you're you're peddling. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, um, and so I th- I think yeah, talk to me a little bit about. How, I'm going to give you a very pointed and very precise questions, and then we'll talk about Chelsea. No. Oh. Right. <sighs> Some people have earbuds in. 
I'll budge your ear in a minute. How do you feel about the professionalism, the corporate professionalism in which football is being spoken about by Leeds United and Jesse Marsh? Jesse Marsh, the jury's still out. I know you accuse me of rampant racism. I'll, yeah. I'll be honest right now. The accent, the accent, I struggle with because it makes me feel like every time he speaks, he's doing a motivational speech in a film that I've watched. Yeah. Um, do you want me to do one now, like me. an Al Pacino? Do you want me to do an Al Pacino, or is it not? Is it too early? I think it's, it's never too early for an Al Pacino, but but <laughs> no, just no, 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 doesn't, doesn't sound those... like Al Pacino. No, but it's it's you can imagine. Yeah, yeah, quite right, quite right. I don't think he's more right. of a Mark but Wahlberg. It, that was. That, I don't know who that, that was. That is mad. Yeah, I, I can tell you now. I'm going to speak for an entire nation. You're not. You're not welcome in America. <laughs> um, no, no. But do, so do you think? But I. It depends right, what you think about his intelligence. It depends what you think about his intelligence. He, he's either, he's either doing that because that's who he is, or he's doing it on purpose. Which one do you think it is? Because oh. I don't disagree with you. Because I think he comes out and says, you know, we we we're fighting for everything. We realise, you know, we've got to look at the and he's he's doing the speech, but he's almost like doing it. It feels anti Bielsa for me. Not that he's going against what Bielsa did, but it's like information overload. Yeah, I, he's got a winning personality. I I I really like the guy. I just what what, what I'm a bit concerned about is where where the cliche meets the yeah. reality my feeling is that his persona that he has in press conferences is probably quite different to the way that he presents probably to the players on the training pitch i, I, would, I would hope do you so. think um but, but I'm, I'm not sure about that you know we're still in the the, the early days with, with jessica Turk, talking about the professionals about how the club is run what what's quite interesting is i feel like in some ways we were sold a little bit of a lie by right let me put it this way I there was a Christmas Day once when I was a kid, where I, it looked like I had loads and loads of presents. Um, yeah. but, but what happened was when I burned wrapping through the, the, wrapping the bricks up from the garden again. Was it? Well, it's a little bit like that because but when I burned through the major ones, like in in twenty minutes on that Christmas Day, it looked like there were still loads left. But the things that were left were like they were socks. And, and, and it was a tie because you don't own a tie yet. And, you know, I was 22 years of age. But, you know, all those <coughs> things. And so like, I genuinely think that's what happened, this transfer window. And, and when we talk about professionalism, talk about running the club, I, I, I don't feel like Kania and Radziani are, are ever 100% honest with us. And so mm-hmm. this whole slew of, of new signings that happened at the start of the transfer window was was great and we were all like sold this yeah we're going to strengthen all over the place and then this um the Declatier um or whatever his name is um signing that 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 happened and then didn't happen was going to happen was there was never ever going to happen and we're almost like I feel like we were sold a lie that oh well we might have got this player but we don't where was your plan b where was the list of players under him that that you clearly would have scouted clearly would have had in place and so it feels like in some ways I, I don't fully trust the ownership. Now, mm. I'm, loads of people, um, all, all the five people that are listening will be like, oh, you can't say that. You're having a go at them. You know, we've had a really good transfer. Window. We've had a be- better transfer window than we've had in many a season. But do I think, don't think we can say it's been a good transfer window yet. Do you, do you think that, do you think that Bielsa was perhaps too stoical and to perhaps maybe at times too aspirational about the players we should get 
as opposed to uh, Marsh who's saying, listen, you know, these players we have won't win the Premier League, but they'll get us to eighth. Yeah, that that yeah, I think I think Bielsa wouldn't have said. But I also think Marsh this is where I think Marsh is quite clever. I think sometimes when he's in press conferences, he's not talking to us, he's actually talking to the board. And and yeah, so it yeah. may well be that he's actually saying to the board, Well, you know, you you, you promised me. And and it's almost like it's almost like saying, Well, we got six players in for Rafinha and Phillips. It's like, well, we did. But but we also lost Rafinha and Phillips, and getting six players in has been good. We're starting to build a bit of. Squad there was that commentary on the match at the weekend, wasn't it? There was that commentary where they said, "Who needs Phillips and Rafinha when you've got?" Because you know, how do you stand on that? Like in the fact that we, we have to sell them, and we we had to sell them in this window. But and the I think same, that's... the same, the same thing last season, the same fixture, we were squarely beaten off the park with both of those playing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so what, but what's... the thing is, the thing is though, like it, it's. At one one game or even three games doesn't doesn't tell you the quality of the squad. It, it's 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 the slog of the season, particularly in the Premiership. Which, right? which of the new players do you fancy? And um, you can take that in any way you fancy in, in any way you want. And which, which of them are you dis, dis, distinctly it, unimpressed by? Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, I am I'm impressed by Aronson and Tyler Adams. Tyler Adams, I quite really? like because he goes under the, under the radar, um, and actually, yeah. I don't feel like a lot of clubs will spend a lot of their week in preparation thinking, "How do we stop Tyler Adams from nullifying us?" Um, yeah. Actually, across across the three games, he has been really reassuringly consistent. So where 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 we we we've got the wins and and the the draw, which was a, a real sort of punch in the gut. Actually, Tyler Adams was had put in, as I I think has put in a consistent performance across. Well, Aronson clearly. Takes, I thought takes... he was a bit disappointing. I thought he was a bit disappointing against Southampton. Yeah, I, um, I actually and, think and, if you look at what he was doing. Um, yeah. I don't know. He, he, I, against Chelsea, he was incredible. Yeah, he 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 was, but I think that's because he was. I don't know. It felt like he was more visible doing what he'd been doing the, the other two games. Aronson. Aronson is a very talented player, and, and actually, Aronson. The thing is, he's got a right engine on him, isn't he? Like, yeah. even even on days when he doesn't play so well, he'll put himself about so much that he'll make a difference. You know who he is? He's the player that we spent seasons wishing Dan James and Jack Harrison were, uh, like consist- that, consistently, consistently. Have you heard that um, Spurs apparently are coming in for James? Would you sell him? Yes. Yes. How much? Uh, Same money we we spent. Though. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that would be t- if 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 we then got someone in for him. This this is the thing. Um, so if we were able to sell him for the same amount of money and that brought in a signing and not not an under twenty threes player, then then yeah. I'd be I'd be happy. But but no, Aronson looks good. I tell you who worries me, and and this and this is I think this is I, my I think concern. I can guess. I think I can guess. I think I guess what you're going to say because uh, I've been it, it, dying to ask you about this guy. The, our, our new right back. Yeah, he. I want to love him. I, yeah, I, I know, want I know, him I to be this talismanic figure, and and he already yeah. already in some ways like it feels like we as Leeds fans have already decided because he looks like a hard nut. He looks like he's you know he's he's going to a far right rally on the Friday <laughs> and then turning up on a Saturday to 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 play for Leeds. Like he looks he he looks like the hard nut sort of the the guy that sort of gets under your skin that you think as a fan. Yeah, he's going to go blood guts and all. But the problem is, it feels like in the three games we've seen, um, opposition managers are, are targeting him. Now, it might be that he's a victim of the system that we play, but actually that first 
15, 20 minutes against Chelsea. Yeah. He played, and this is the thing that, that, that this is where we can get blinkered. He, because the jury was out when Furpo arrived, he never had a confidence from us. He never had a, a sort of a love from the fans. And, but mm. I would say that first 20 minutes against Chelsea, he played in a similar way to a similar standard as Furpo was playing for us. Like yeah. in terms of being out of position at points, being turned inside and out here and there, you know, all of that. He then, as the team galvanised, looked better. So I don't, I've not written him off, certainly not written him off. Actually, I really want to like him. But my worry I is... I thought so. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. He feels like a weakness. He feels like a weakness that the opposition managers have decided to target. Because Stroik, in fairness, I, we do need a left back. But Stroik, in fairness, defensively, is is an absolute rock. Um, mm. And there, there's no issues there. Uh, Stroik, I think, actually, is having... He's had a, he's had a good, good first few games. Um, yeah. So what worries me is that actually the opposition managers quite quickly have thought, well, we're not going to sort of attack down down our right, their left, we, we sense maybe a slight slight issue here with their right back. Yeah. And what, what, what do you think the situation is when people start coming back from injuries and, and all the rest of it? What, what I, I think I know what we're going to say, but it's very different from like your average Leeds fan, you know, with your Coopers and Ailings and the rest of it. Like, Because for Jeez. me, the Chelsea, the, the Chelsea match was like, I feel like in many ways, put Bamford to one side for one second... Yeah, in many ways that that felt like our best, our best team. It did. Now, now that Rodders is is showing us what he's capable of. Oh yeah. Um, we were saying, you know, do you remember? Do you remember when Urente and Cop came in, um, and we got oh, yeah. after a, a couple this, of weeks after Cop joke. After, a couple of weeks after Cop came in. <laughs> yeah. After we were joking about the fact that Cop came in. Yeah. To the team. Um, yeah. We were talking about Urente and Cock and really wanting them two to play together, and it never happened on Bielsa because it, there was various combinations. The various ones of them got injured, and then Cock was playing in defensive midfield. Urente never played there Koch, actually, and he was the Koch one that was, was more of a defensive midfielder. Cock was held back a lot. He he was held tightly, actually, I think, by Bielsa, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and and moved yeah. to positions that that were yeah. uncomfortable. I think, um, but. But no, he. But but you see, like I think, I think actually, them two together—that was something we were just really wanting to see. Now yeah. it's really hard. <laughs> I gen, I gen, I, gen, <laughs> I gen, <laughs> That wasn't even planned. Um, I genuinely think. I genuinely no. think in the early games. Yeah. Have a look at how mad the Premiership is this season. Like, if you look yeah, at the yeah. scores all over the place, I, I think it this season, down, but... like, it, it will settle down. And Chelsea will just begin grinding out three points. This is a really good time, these early on games, to play yeah. the top teams. Liverpool are, are rubbish at the moment. Man City aren't quite firing all the way, but they're they're looking mm. fairly fairly tight. But but teams like Chelsea, that you would expect to be up and around there, like Arsenal, are, are, are playing like they're well, actually I was going to say, out of They'll respect collapse. for Jim... Out respect for Jim. Let's go to the the arse section, and and let's have let's have thirty seconds on Arsenal. Let's Do take think... it up the arse. Uh, cock. Arsenal are rubbish, mate. Like the thing is, <laughs> like they they they're gonna they Jim. Are they rubbish? Jim, I love you, mate. Yeah. Imagine I've got Jim, to, all I've got hot to say, and sweaty. I've got to say it publicly. I've got to say it publicly. Yeah. Arsenal will collapse. However, okay, here we go. what I did what I did say at the start of the season is they're the dark horses that might sneak into third. I thought you were just saying that because you were a racist. 
No, no. <laughs> I'm not Christensen. I'm not on the rally, mate. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's um, libelous, actually, isn't it? Do you, no, no, it's all right. It's all right. It, it, oh, I didn't okay, say okay. it, so it doesn't, does affect me. Um, do you think they will collapse? Do you think with the collapse of several big teams, like there's some big teams that are not going to make it this season, I think, you know, they're, they're fairly obvious who they are. Do you think Arsenal could still nick a top four? Yeah, I think I think I think um I I, I think Chelsea Chelsea will, will begin getting consistent. I, I think Arsenal, Arsenal I think they're in trouble, you know. I think Chelsea are in real trouble. No, I I don't think they are. I think I think Arsenal I think Arsenal it, what will be really interesting is Arsenal in the past have when they've suddenly lost a couple of games or drawn a couple of games they should have won, their fragile mentality has taken out and, and mm. that's that's in the DNA of their club, this sort of fragility. Um, and and so particularly post Wenger, so mm. I think I think that it, how they deal with their first few losses will will be the thing that that measures how they do. I the I, I think they've got a bit a bit more of a backbone. I think they're settled a bit now, and I I think I can see them bouncing back from. I I don't I just don't think Arsenal will beat any of the top four. I think that's their, their main problem is that yeah. I think. They'll slip up against Man City. They'll slip up against you know Tottenham and, and I, I, I just think we're, they will. we're in the top four. Yep, Champions League at the minute. Yeah, um, absolutely nailed on. Not even the playoffs. I I happen to think, and you, you know, you've made your claim about, about Arsenal. Here's my claim now, based mm. on a very very fragile sense of uh, what happens in football. Um, I think Chelsea are in trouble because what I saw at the weekend was a team relying on Conor Gallagher. And I think if that's happening, taking into account that other teams are in the same position as us last last year yeah. were trying to buy him, yeah. that's I I think I think Chelsea. I'm going to say something now. I think Chelsea are going to finish sixth or seventh. Oof. I think they're in real trouble. I think they're in real trouble. They've got aging players. They've got players that they've rated for a while, mm. which other people haven't. But they've came kind of come good for them. I think they've got a problem with the goalkeeper, not just based on what happened at the weekend. I think that, as opposed to being a great keeper that has had a bit of an off period, I think it's the reverse. I think he's an average keeper that had a good period. Um, and I think that, I think there's going to be a couple of decent outsiders that are going to push and push and push for fifth, sixth, seventh. Um, and I think Leeds might be one of them. I think we, might, I, I think we're going to finish easily top half. I think we'll finish seven, seven, seven. Are you okay? Are you still thinking about cock? Um, I, I think. I think. I think. I think we're gonna fit, have a disappointing eighth finish after, because we'll we'll have a bit of a crumble towards the end. I, I, I'd love it. I mean, here's here's the thing. Like Jesse Marsh made a throwaway statement at the end of last season, which I actually really liked. In that he said, "This is this is sort of new territory for me." You know, the relegation battle. So that's yeah. new territory for me because I'm I'm genuinely used to simply like fighting for titles all the time like my conversation yeah. with my players is like how we fight for titles yeah. i i quite liked that sort of phrase and yeah. actually yeah. there's a sense that actually maybe some of that mentality that he goes on about all the time has has actually yeah. come in which is which is good um so so that 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 pleased me um i just think you know three games in you can't tell an awful lot anyway but i think particularly three games in at the moment this season has been particularly insane West Ham, a dross. Let's all laugh at Man U. <laughs> um, who are just the worst. Um, and, and, Have you, you seen know, the result tonight? No. Do you want me to give it to you? Tell me. 
Here, here's my. I'll give you a noise straight me, after, which will be no, which no, will you, reflect tell, my tell fresh. Me, tell me what what you think the score was. You're and asking then, me. You're asking me that question with the sort of the delicious glee of a dog that's about to eat a bone. Um, I, I I think Liverpool might have won three one. Well, I'm going to. You're going to have to suspend your disbelief for a second and let me tell you that. Currently, Liverpool are 16th in the table, having lost 2-1 to Manchester United. No! Yes. And by all accounts, Manchester United have played them off the pitch. Oh, that really yeah. upsets me. I don't like either. And Liverpool's teams. goal Liverpool's goal was a consolation. Man U were 2-0 two, two up. Ugh, I don't like either of the teams, but I hate Man U. Oh, of course, yeah. Really um, hoping they were going to get relegated this season. So, Man U are now 14th, Liverpool 16th. Leicester nineteenth, West Ham twentieth. That is Leicester, shocking. Even Leicester, for just Leicester, Leicester in serious trouble. Leicester in trouble. Leicester in trouble. Not bought anyone. Got rid of the. Listen, I I've went to see Leicester quite a few times last season, mm. um, well, and I can tell deep, I can tell you time. now I can tell you now. Sometimes I was deeply imp- unimpressed by the majority of the team, but I saw them winning games two one. They should have lost three two four two just because of Schmeichel. Yeah. Yeah, they're, 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 I saw them drawing games to all where they they should have lost easily. But Leicester will be Leicester. I'm tipping actually to be the team that we were last season. Um, do you remember at the start no. of last season, everyone was like, "Ah, oh, Leeds will be safe. Leeds will be safe. Leeds will be safe." Just because we were so good in that first season in the Premiership, Leeds will be safe. Leeds will be safe. And then the rhetoric began to change. Probably about 10, 11, 12 games in. Yeah, where people are like, oh, Leeds have got a bit of a mountain to climb because actually yeah. they picked. I don't know a single person I spoke to about football that has, hasn't said Leicester uh, in trouble. Leicester in yeah. uh, big time. Leicester big in time. Big, deep trouble. I the, think Aston Villa are in trouble. Yeah, oh, that'd be great. That I'd love it if they were. I can't stand yeah. Villa. The, uh, the the thing is, like, what I'm quite pleased with, and the difference of this season for us, particularly as Leeds. Do you remember last season? It just it took so long to just buy a draw. And to get mm. a win. And like mm. that point, the points just never ticked over. Like there was just mm. no point, no no moment where w- what we were used I, to in the, in the championship. And then what we were used to in that first season of the premiership where it's like, yeah. yeah, we'd get a drubbing. But then suddenly there'd be a three points here, a point there, a three points yeah. here. And then a drubbing. And I said, I predicted here. that, I predicted last season that we would be safe on the basis that we would have a good February to March. And we would get like five or six results on the bounce. And we'd just kind of ease our way out of it. And it just never happened, did it? Until no. at the death. But that that also was, I genuinely think, built on September and October, where we were just, it was, we were always in and around that that relegation scrap. Do you remember I said to mm. you that the the moment the moment you dip into the the relegation places, no matter how early on it is in the season, once you get past sort of game two or three, yeah, the moment you're in those relegations, there's this strange psychological psychological effect that it has like when you're not in it and you haven't gone in it that season you've almost got this psychological thing it's like well I'm, I'm not going to because you know I'm, I'm, I'm above but the moment you dip into it you've got to get out of it and like that we, we never really got that monkey off our back but this we season also already, already the amount of points that we've accrued is just it's it's, it's six more and points cheese. six more points than we had this time last season which See, is that, massive that is huge in the premiership that's massive um, yeah. I was listening right. to oh mate I was I, just before you go on to the next I was listening to that awful Robbie Savage and whoever that dour bloke is Chris whatever his name is um, yeah. who who sits with him both of whom predicted that Leeds were going to go down 
And actually, there was a apart from the Leeds fans that seemed to be on there to be sycophantic towards these guys, like like me, like me. Leeds are awful. You said Leeds are awful. Uh, I think they're awful too. There was a Leeds fan who, like, I was literally cheering along because it's the most interminable show I've ever heard in my life. But actually, the this Leeds fan came on. It was like he called them lazy pundits because they were both like Leeds are going to get relegated. Leeds are going to get relegated. And what was absolutely hilarious is. You know, it is early days, but you can see a very different Leeds United side. Robbie Savage was unable to to backtrack, as, and he was still saying, no, I'm convinced Leeds are going to be in the relegation um, scrap. They're going to be in the relegation zones not at the nice. end of it. It's like, genuinely, the IQ of that man is not enough to power Windows 95. And it's just <laughs> like... But the Leeds fan was taking him to task, and then they tried all of these... You know, techniques to try to discredit him, and it was. I like, love it. Actually, no, 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 no. Tell me this. Tell me this. Tell me this. Tell me yeah. this. Tell me this. Four um, years ago, when did you did you know did you know how many appearances Tyler Adams had for America before he came to Leeds? Well, you know you don't, so your entire opinion's invalid. It's like you are literally one step away from an evolutionary retrograde <laughs> species that did not make it while Homo <laughs> sapien went on and actually conquered the world. So don't. Don't spit your filthy words to a Leeds fan who's actually talking truth. So actually, and then then I turned it off because I was getting angry. Listen to some Vaughan yeah. Williams. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Listen, thanks for that rant. Um, let's just talk about the next couple of matches and then see where we go from there. So for me, we're in a bit of an awkward situation because we have three phenomenal games coming up that I think are... Zero points. <laughs> well, and this is the problem. So Brighton away next. Brighton are our bogey team. We know this. I'd oh. be happy with a draw there. Don't know about you. I'd be happy uh, with Bri- a Bri- Brighton, Brighton away, zero points. They're also doing well this season themselves. Yeah, Bri- Brighton away, zero points. I've already written that off. And we then, never beat Brighton. Then we've got Everton. Now, even when we were in trouble last year, we did okay against it. Well, not, well, oh. not on one occasion, but yeah. Hear this. Yeah. We spank Everton. Lampard gets sacked. Imagine if it was the game against us that got him sacked. Brighton, Everton, Brentford. I think there's six now, points. Now, for me, I mean, I'm delighted with six points. I, I, and then Forest after that, which is oh. a bit of a weird one. So that you've got I those four games. Them. You've got those four games. 12, yeah. 12, points, 12 points up for grabs. I'd be happy what would with you consider seven. to be um, disastrous? Outside, disastrous. Like, so let's let's take twelve and zero out of the equation. What would you consider to be really disastrous? Well, interestingly, I'd it'd be a disaster for me if our if our form fell off as opposed to the results. Oh, sound you sound an awful lot like Jesse Marsh then. <laughs> if we lose the mentality, well, actually, if we you know lose what? Interesting that that graft. I, I've, um, I've I've got Jesse lined up for the next podcast. Um, he says he's going to come on. <laughs> um, is he, is he so, um, the so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? He's weird. You know what's really weird? For a Native American, his accent is a little. It, oh, it wavers. No. Oh, no. It wavers. And often he sounds like he's from the deep south, and he's not from nowhere, nowhere from that region. So, um, for me, it would be more like if we went to Brighton and we just couldn't. If we went to Brighton, Everton, Brentford, and we just couldn't pull passes together or or we were caught out of the back loads and you know the defense of the weekend was fantastic really it really was. fantastic i mean there, there were some there were some gaping holes you alluded to the first 20 minutes which, which was actually quite unimpressive the first 
first 20 seconds were pretty hairy. Yeah. Um, but if we if we go to Everton and Brentford and, and Brighton, p- play decent matches, even if we lose one, draw one, win one, I'll be happy if we if we turn out, if we just kind of say, right, listen, you know, let's keep going. If we keep up the momentum, um, I, th- I feel we should beat Everton and I feel we should beat Forest. I, I think at, by the time we play Forest uh, early September, I think they'll start their downward trajectory probably with us. Yes, I think Because I think right. Forest are going to be rock bottom. Rock bottom. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. I, listen, I, I care I how think, much money they spend. I think I think over over those those four games, I think seven points has to be the realistic target. Um, yep. I think anything above seven is fantastic. Is, is really good. I think yep, anything yep. anything sort of five or below. It, it's it's not it means great. we would have seen poor performances and and teams that yeah. shouldn't be as beating us. That, that's yeah. what that boils down to. I think, if, um, I think if we get seven points, then momentum. If we get seven points and and fairly decent performances in three out of the four games, then yeah. you 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 see that we're beginning to to realise the team that Marsh says we are in terms of being that solidly sort of mid table sort of side. Anything more? Well, than I would that, say, and, and actually, we begin to believe that actually we're untouchable. And that that takes you somewhere, like takes you out yeah. of the relegation battle. It takes you out of the sort of the slobbing around in fifteenth, fourteenth, and takes you into where we were in our first season in the Prem. I've still had the from the first ball being kicked this season. I'm I'm like forty points. I'm not that far away from it now. I just want forty points just to make sure that we consolidate, have more money yeah. to buy better players. But that's it. They've really surprised me. What I would say is this: um, that. Everyone's going to be watching us now for our first defeat and to see how we respond to that. You said it about Arsenal. Yeah. I think that the longer we go playing well and not being beaten, I'd love to be two more games into the season and still be part of that tiny clique of teams that haven't been beaten yet. I think that's massive. This is it. This is like, it's almost like there becomes like this sort of momentum that follows teams, which is what we never had last year, but we always had under Bielsa. And actually, it looks like Marsh. The thing that was really particularly pleasing about Chelsea, I think the Chelsea game potentially came at the perfect time if we follow it up with similar performances. What people were saying was it was like Bielsa's pressing, but with a brain. And so, like a, a lot of pundits were, were talking about the fact that we we still had the Bielsa. We're going to outrun you. But actually, what we were is we were a little bit cannier with it. And and maybe that's what we're starting to see. Maybe we saw a particularly poor Chelsea side who couldn't yep. be bothered to run um, yep. around falling into the first our goal, passing it back to the keeper and then giving him zero options. See, this is why I mean, I'm actually not concerned about... Um, so, the teams that I'm, I'm concerned about, Man City, we're not going to outrun Man City. We're not going to outrun Liverpool. But Man United, we're going to outrun. Arsenal, we're going to outrun. And like teams like West Ham, we're going to outrun them. And if we're combining that with like a canny sort of press that's not the sort of... It's really funny. People aren't talking about us being a naive team this season. Mm. And, and, and actually, mm. that started under Marsh last season, that we were no longer naive. And, and actually, you know, the fact that we weren't at the end of the game chasing... When, when Click came on, and was just winding them up so much, slowing everything down. The little fouls that we were doing here and there at the mm, end. Mm. Bielsa would have had them all in 
had them all naked, spread-eagled over tables, and he'd have been whipping them for what they were doing at the end of that game. But Marsh was fist-pumping and groin-thrusting yeah. his way towards the south stand. Well, when, when, I forget his name, is it Koulibaly or whatever, when he got sent off, oh, yeah. um, the camera went to Jesse Marsh, and he oh, yeah. pumped the air like we just scored. Mm. Which, is, which is a pragmatic approach to managing a football match, because... Bielsa, they're not going to get back into it. Bielsa would have gone on the pitch to argue with the referee, and this is why I love Bielsa and I still mourn him. But Bielsa would have gone on the pitch to argue with the referee that actually don't give him the card because that will ruin the rest of the, ruin game. the game. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, and that's why we love Bielsa. And that's why we still miss him. But actually, what's interesting is, for, for, for as much as I was denigrating the board at the start, and I, I still stand by what I said that I think they tried to pull the wool over our eyes with like a flash of early presence. And then we are look. Listen, we're not signing anyone else in this window. We're just we're just we're just not. It's not happening, even though we need to. Um, the the fact is, their appointment of Marsh was pretty good because there was enough congruence with Bielsa's approaches, but actually with with a pragmatism that I think we we all did secretly deep down want. It was like, you know, when we were still having players getting injured when we were four 0 up because they were literally tearing down the pitch and it's like oh there goes the hamstring you know it, you know under Bielsa whereas actually with 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 these guys like now I mean there's that canny well, operator that's coming coming through well I was going to say when when we were 2-0 up I usually have that thing where I'm like well obviously it's going to be 2 all, and then we'll see who wins the shootout um, but actually I was settled I was like just you know the th- when they're taking the throw-ins, giving the throw-in to somebody else, taking the free kicks, winning the free kicks, and I thought, oh, we're comfortable. We're comfortable. Uh, and it's an experience we've not had for a long time. And I want to... I'm not, I'm not throwing shade, you know what I'm saying. No. What, what I want to do is I want to take oh, you yeah. from the gusset to... I'm sure you do. ...the very Dirty top of your head. Yeah. And I want to talk about two players... Um, who, who I've got two who have had two opposite journeys at the two opposite ends of the field the Iceman <laughs> yeah. and Rodders Melier right. continues to I think be one of the most important players in our squad and will be the French national keeper for over a decade and let he's me, showing that just, week in week out let me just tell you there's a mistake in him there's still mistakes in him he, we will be winning 1-0 in the 85th minute and he he will make a mistake. It will be I, I, I think I think it will be a flap from a corner or something. I think it's still that slight yeah. set piece. But he 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 remains I think one of our for all we're talking about Rafinha and Phillips going like oh, Rafinha, yeah, he got us like, the result I, I think weekend. I think Melier is also he he's up there in that in that category. He's probably a couple of seasons behind them in terms of development, but he will be up there. Rodrigo, I think, for yeah. these games, being shown a bit of leadership, I got really worried. Because in that first game, Rodrigo got taken off and he wasn't happy at all. Do you remember he was replaced and he, he mm. was really sort of stormed off. He still shook Jesse Marsh's hand, but he was sat there muttering to himself, knowing the cameras were on him and stuff like that. Initially, I thought, oh, crumbs. Here we go. Now Bielsa's gone. These players feel like they can do whatever. But actually, Jesse well, Marsh you know handled that. Go on. I, I, just, I just think it's you know I'm con- constantly learning about stuff and and you know I I am the first person to write people off and say uh, you know they don't have, they're not showing the guts or the fortitude or whatever but just you know maybe maybe the silver lining is 
you take away two enormous players that carry the burden on their shoulders yeah. for everything and everything goes through them most importantly yeah all of a sudden there's a lightness to the team in, yeah. in every sense you know they're a bit quicker they're they're working i think they're closer as a team now than they've ever been i think you're right on the and, pitch and, and, it looks like they're really working together but they're not going to be as fatigued. This is the thing as well. This is where that, even that slight... We've still got one of the smallest squads in the Premiership. Like, this yeah. is the thing. This is where, like, because it's like we've been starving for players for years. Like, we've been given, like, a, a single crumb of a profiterole and we think that we've had a three-course meal. We haven't. We've still got one of the smallest squads in the Premiership. However, what we can see now is a pragmatism. We can see that whole team approach, like you've mentioned, but also now we've got players that can come on. Like Click, like when he's come on, I can't imagine he's not he, he's going to be happy about being that role. But the few times Click has come on, he's either controlled the game or he's won us the game. You know? Yeah. And, and so, yeah. like, suddenly Click isn't the person that has to be up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down for every single game in 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 the league he comes on now with a decent half an hour though because because rocker again i'm undecided about him lovely pass lovely player but again he might be a bit of a rodrigo whereas it might take a season to realize that actually no you are going to be up against six foot two muscular really fit players every single week even against the crap teams um but it, it feels like yeah you're right that there is that that sort of that that gathering i've got to say rodrigo has been playing with with almost like the mantle of leadership like yeah. he, he, he's almost thrived under that uh, when he was complaining about being taken off initially i was worried but actually i think that's the sign of someone who might have found his competitive edge that's like no i'm mm. i'm not only going to i'm not going to settle for this i am and i was the spanish number 9 and i was played yeah. out of position for an entire season I'm not going to be a sub that comes on every so often. I am going to be the starting nine. And actually, there's a really mm. strong case to say that rushing Bamford back in now is no longer a priority. Because actually, Rodrigo mm. is coming up with, with, with the goods, particularly in Marsh's system. I, if, if, Bamford's, if Bamford is um, fit next match, who are you playing? Uh, Rodgers. Yeah. I'm playing Rodrigo. This is the thing, like, what what I, and I think Marsh will do that. I'm almost certain that Marsh will probably play exactly the same back line at the, at the very least. Well, he'll play he'll play because obviously Adams and Rocker are always now going to start in that double pivot. He's going to play the same six, um, and it's just the attacking sort of side of things that I think will change. But I'm pretty certain that he'll be playing Rodrigo up front. And if he doesn't play Rodrigo, I mean against Barnsley, he's he's going to move things right. Geldhart will start. Clearly, against Barnsley, Click will get the, the, the starting jersey. But, you know, um, notice how I use the American language there. He'll get the starting jersey when he puts his cleats on. Um, but what the what we'll see back in that Premiership game will be that, that starting eleven that I think played against Chelsea. Yeah. And yeah. it was great to see Jackie going hell for leather as he is. I just the thing is like this is where I say that Aronson's like the Jan James and the Jack Harrison that we want them to be. He's now done it three games in a row, where he's been entirely yeah. consistent in how good he's been. Jack yeah, Harrison, Dan James, they were remarkable against Chelsea, but mm. the thing with them is they could be absolutely anonymous and do stupid, non-footballing <laughs> things against Brighton. Mm. You just don't know. 
No, I agree. It, it's there's it's too many variables, you know. I, and I feel like at the weekend it was just like a perfect storm. Like things just came off as you should have done. Everyone did as they were told to do, and Chelsea were also pretty weak, to be honest. Chelsea were awful. It, it, listen, just just put it out there. Chelsea should have scored a couple of goals. They had a couple of sitters that they just missed. Well, this is what Thomas Tuchel was saying when he was talking about not being able to take the helicopter. Why does he sound like a homosexual Nazi? Where's my leather pants? We couldn't take the planes. We had to take the bus. Um, well, you do know what you meant by that. It wasn't the players. It was the, it was the coaching staff. I know. The got a plane. This is the thing. It's like we were Did breathing. Did the his press conference afterwards? Oh, it, Leeds, yeah. the way that Leeds played didn't have any effect on us. We were the better team. They lost yeah. 3 0. I mean, I've never heard of it like it. The annoying thing was, though, he was like, he was wrong in that saying that they were the better team. But he was right mm. in saying, in that period at the start when we were asserting ourselves aggressively um, <laughs> upon these men, um, we were able to to create the chances. He was right. Like that first twenty minutes, if, if any of them had gone in, or if any of them hadn't been offside, which were mm. close. And again, like you've got to give credit to our defence yeah, for that. For and Melier, but one of them goes in. That's a different game. Oh, helmet past the massage oils. Hurt me, Gotta. Make me bleed. <laughs> I have all the excuses, though. We had to breathe the same air as those mongrels from the north of the England. That was why my players did not play well. It's like, schnell, oh, schnell. come on. What's he going to... Yes, we did not schnell enough. Um, schnell, Sterling. <laughs> schnell, schnell. Like, okay, what other excuses is, is he, like... he going to come up with? Like, it, this, is, this is the thing. Like, we outplayed them in every way, shape and form. Like, it, we did in every metric. The annoying thing is, the one thing that he said that was right was they did they did create enough chances to score one or two goals, but they didn't. That's football. And actually, what yeah. we've now got is we've got and a rhetoric and we a... We did a, score a, like fairly clownish type League One goals, but that's not our fault. Like, we just took the chances that were on offer, so, yeah. Well, this is it. Like, actually, know. like... Actually, I I was really pleased to see Rodrigo score goal because do you remember like under Bielsa, even even in that that glorious season in the Championship where we just like romped to victory, um, you know, like Bielsa was genuinely angered by set pieces. Like mm. it's like this is not football, and so like we just we just didn't score anything from set pieces and conceded no. loads from them. What it looks like now is Jesse has 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 put in an emphasis on our on our set pieces. And and it was really good to see a score a goal from the set piece and like create mm. havoc around the set pieces, you know, as well. What was additionally great was that our second goal came from something that was not a foul. For once, it sort of fell our way. Like if if, that, if they'd have, if they'd have been given a foul instead of that, I'd have been speaking on here for fifty minutes about how that wasn't a foul. It's just brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Right. On that note. Yeah, I completely agree with everything. So, what we'll do in the coming weeks is we'll try and work on your um, your anti-American sentiments. Um, and I, I, I'm just sitting there listening to you talk. I say listening to you. I mean hearing you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're definitely going to have a section um, dedicated to uh, dedicated to you and Jesse. We'll figure out something going on there. Um, I've just but got yeah, a few cool. messages. I've got. I've just got one message to say to Jesse. You got a few messages. Yeah, go on then. I'll send. You know, I'll send them, and then when he comes on next time. You know, yeah. Jesse. <laughs> when you want to build, 
a stick-tuitiveness and a mentality in a squad full of soccer players wearing cleats and the Leeds United jersey. You've got to look at your inner soul and you've just got to believe. That's all I've got to say to Jesse. Yeah, good, lovely. I'm sure he's written that down. Um, I'd love to have a, I'd love to have a little conversation with him just to see what he's really like because he's so peppy, isn't he? He's like a little. You know what you want to do? A Highland Terrier of an American. You want to put a Guinness down him, get him heavy, so he's not bouncing anymore. A couple of Guinnesses just to sit heavily in his stomach, and then have a conversation with him. Let's see yeah. how he deals with that. These are more calories. Would you, than you, do you reckon you, this week, Jesse? How are you feeling do you reckon, now? Um, do you reckon you would you work well under someone like him? No. No, why? Because you'd see through the conceit. Well, it depends on what he's really like. If Jesse Marsh is really I think like, he is like this that. public persona, and that's in the that bones of, of most Americans. Oh, I think yeah. I struggle with that. The thing is, like, I, I, <laughs> I struggle got... struggle with someone being peppy all the time. <laughs> Listen, to lift the lid slightly, you remember those days when we those heady days when we used to work together. We used to just come yeah. in and like slob in the office that we shared. And yep. literally just denigrate everything. And I yep. genuinely walk out with a skip in my step, having just torn the fabric of reality yeah. to shreds. You grew, you grew in stature the more you undermined others. Anyway, let's not talk about Robbie Cock. <laughs> that was beneath me. It's a joke. It? I'm better yeah, than it was, yeah. Yeah. I'm better than Um yeah, you, well, you're not better than that, but you know more words, so you could say other words instead of the words you just said. I know good words. Um, yeah. It's been a pleasure, Stu. Well, yeah, it's, it's been it's been too long. Um, well done on your new career, and I'm going to say well done to me in a third person, him, mm. you, on the mm. child. Because um, so, I have to put in the calendar now when I want to go for a piss, so that's why, I, you know. And, and you, you get to spend at least half an hour in there in glorious isolation. Some, you know what? You know what I try to start doing. I start setting up camp in in areas of the house that I've never been to before. So we've got like a washroom type thing. Sometimes I go in there, put the light on, just close the door behind me, um, sit on the detergent, yeah. um, next to a bin that stinks of all kinds of rubbish, and uh, just sit there and I just check out my emails. Yeah, and like that—that's treasured, treasured time. And it's a blessing in those moments. Oh, yeah. and if I can get out of the house, Christ! Sometimes I just sit in the garden. And um, with a shovel in the end. I'm not yeah. doing anything. Yeah, but it's like the, 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 the threat of doing something's there. Um, I'll tell you what you need. You need Jesse Marsh to come around and give you a press conference. He'll yeah. sort you right out. He'll have you he bouncing right. down the street. He'll have, you, he'll have you with a new mentality. He'll have you buzzing around that pitch like Tyler Adams. Yep. Although, I weigh about the same as the whole of the Leeds midfield so I'm not sure I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure that's the correct, the correct description um, <laughs> but yeah so um, okay so until next time we'll see we'll, we'll be back for the um, the Brighton game I reckon after we lose 1-0 in yeah, the 18th we'll, minute we'll, to a Mopey we'll, we'll, back heel should we, yeah well so is that your prediction I think I'm going to say we're going to lose 1-0 I think we're going to lose 1-0 and I think it's going to be a more pay penalty um, yeah, well, we both can't say the same thing because that's ludicrous. Okay, I think we'll win 3 0 and Morpay will score <laughs> an own goal. 
<laughs> Off his stupid fucking head. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Right. Listen, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Mm. There's only one thing left to say, and this is. Let me tell you something. This was going to shock you to your very core. This is episode one, season four. I leave, therefore I am. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> Four seasons in the making. Smooth. Like a Yorkshire tea from an LA barista.